0: at all ages and stages of life stay tuned as we shift our dementia care from crisis to comfort all right, here we
1: go what you
0: think about- Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to Alzheimer Speaks Radio. If you enjoyed our opening music, it's called Clarion Call by the Mark Arneson Band, and you can download that on any of your favorite music platforms. The lead singer there is Maya Dore. She just does a wonderful, wonderful job. And for those of you that are new to Alzheimer Speaks Radio, we're about sound information, not just sound bites. Our goal is truly to raise all voices, big and small, all around the world. So that includes people diagnosed and living with dementia, those that care and serve for them, advocates, researchers, and so much more. Now, today you can join the conversation, if you'd like, by calling in at 323-870-4602. That's 323-870-4602. And we're going to be talking about what makes an exceptional memory care and I'm so thrilled that we have artist senior Living with us uh, to speak to um, their work and their philosophies. Uh, but before I introduce you to our guests, I would like to do a few shout outs. So first, I need to thank you, our listeners. Your loyalty, um, your likes, your clicks, and shares have just broadened our footprint all around the world, and so I can't thank you enough, and I can't thank you for many of you being guests on the show. So I hope that you'll continue to Push our content out to Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn and and all the other social media platforms out there because we all have people in our spheres that are dealing with dementia that just might not be ready to talk about it quite yet. And um, we have to to make it comfortable for people. We have to make it available so that they have the information when they need us. I also want to give a shout out to Coral Health. Um, during this time of crisis with the um, coronavirus, Coral Health has stepped up in the fight against uh, dementia and, um, and also COVID-19, and they are offering their clinically proven streaming services for Music First in Coral Faith free. So just go to CoralHealth, that's C-O-R-O Health dot com to learn more information about that and I also want to mention a uh, trial for Alzheimer's out there. It's called the GAIN Alzheimer's Trial. And you can just go to GAIN, G-A-I-N, trial, dot com forward slash D-N. And this uh, trial is for people 55 to 80 who are diagnosed um, with Alzheimer's. Um, and that they have moderate to mild uh, disease. And that they have a caregiver or a family member willing to attend study visits and help do some reporting and, and kind of monitor medications and things. And last, I just want to note a couple of, um, of events coming up. One is actually with Artist uh, Senior Living of uh, Woodbury, Minnesota. On Thursday, actually, I'm going to be doing a uh, program for them called Understanding and Evaluating the Benefits of Memory Care for Your Family. So feel free to join us on that. You can find more information uh, by going to Artists in Your Living or you can uh, also go to AlzheimerSpeaks.com. And then on the 23rd of July, I will be doing a, uh, another virtual program called Caregiver Survival Camp. And that is through uh, the Artist Way of Yardley um, out east. And again, we would love to love to have you attend um, any of those. So, with no further ado, let me go ahead and introduce our guest today. I'm I'm really excited to have this group of ladies with us because uh, this company is is really doing something amazing. And again, it's it's Artist Senior Senior Living. First, I want to introduce uh, Ruth Younggren. Uh, and she has a background in sales, and um, she is part of. Uh, the leadership in human services as well. She's the director of relations at uh, Artist Senior Living Memory Care Residence, which is in Woodbury, Minnesota. So welcome, Ruth. How are you doing today?
1: I'm excellent. Thank you very much. It's um, community relations at Artist Senior Living. Oh, I'm sorry.
0: I said that wrong. That's Thank okay. You. No worries. <laughs> <laughs> nope, nope. Thanks nope. Thanks for correcting me. I'm having one no of those days here where everything that could go hanky has gone hanky. So okay. yeah. um, appreciate it. <laughs> um, next, let me go ahead and introduce Molly Lund. Molly is a practicing licensed social worker for over 25 years, um, and she's worked in the field of aging, and she is the director of the Artist Experience. So welcome, Molly. How are you? Hi. Thanks,
2: Laurie, for having us. I'm doing great. How are you?
0: I'm doing, I'm doing better now that I'm hooked up with you, gals. I know my yeah. day's going <laughs> to go better already. So wonderful. Well, let me go ahead and pull Janessa Kachau in. And she is a registered nurse and has spent her career working in senior health care. And she is the health and wellness director at Artist Senior Living. So uh, welcome, Janessa.
3: Hello. Thank you for having us.
0: Well, good. I always like to ask everybody who's on this show one simple question, and, Janessa, I'm going to start with you first, and that is have you been touched personally in your own circle of family or friends uh, by any form of dementia?
3: I have, both of my grandfathers.
0: Oh, okay. And um, how involved were you in in that process of care with them? Are they, I don't know, You know, if they are still living or not. Um, But I'm just wondering how that impacted you in your life.
3: They have both passed away, but I took care of one of them at home um, until the very end, and
0: the other one was at the VA. Okay, wonderful. Well, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. And Molly, how about you? Um, Have you been personally touched by dementia in your family or circle of friends?
2: I have, I have um, both of my grandmothers, um, and my actual, my own father um, has started to show symptoms. When he died of esophageal cancer, and we had a, and we did an autopsy and confirmed he did have Alzheimer's.
0: Okay, well, that's really close to home then for you. So
2: very much. How,
0: so, yeah. And how do you think that's impacted your life?
2: Um, well, you know. I had a calling to work with um, people with dementia before any of that. So I feel that working with people who have dementia only helped me support my family, um, not as a professional, but as, as, as a family member.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Wonderful. And then, um, Ruth, how about you? Have you been personally touched in your own family or circle of friends uh, by dementia?
1: For sure, for sure, and uh, unlike Molly, who has been practicing in this field for many years i I had not been um but my mom had um been diagnosed about ten years ago with Louie Body. She's been gone about six and a half years, um but it was a really um, it was a really challenging uh, diagnosis um and it affected how I, you know, just how I saw things and how I saw um, folks navigating this part of life. And um, I will say, you know, as sad as it was to watch her um, uh, diminish um, before our very eyes, there were some amazing moments that lightened my heart and gave me um, uh, Memories I'll cherish forever, even in the even in the last few days of her life. So I feel really blessed having walked through that on that path. And then it really tugged on my heart to look into um, working with seniors. So that's kind of how I got um, pulled in.
0: Okay, wonderful. Thanks, mom. <laughs> Yeah, I have to do a shout-out to my mom, too, because I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing without her 30-year journey behind me, Mm -hmm. that's for sure. Now, Ruth, I wanted to start with you, because I thought it might make sense even just to talk about what makes a freestanding memory care different from senior living and, like, a continuum of care.
1: That's such a great question. I appreciate that. You know, um, there are... the differences are pretty um, they're pretty stark we can as a, a brand new um, community in the state of Minnesota artists is new to um, this state um, we can really focus on the mission of caring for folks that are having uh, dementia dementia Alzheimer's memory memory issues memory loss and that's in itself is a huge gift. We don't have to diversify our resources. We don't have to diversify our staff. We are completely focused on those with these um, particular um, needs and issues. So that alone, I think, is a really um, powerful piece. Um, so that, that, that's my answer to, to the why it's um, a powerful way to have your family um feel that care and that nourishment that's very specific to uh residents that live with us
0: okay, great now um you know we hear people talk about intentional design and decor, and I know that that's uh that's something artists does really well. Can you tell us what that means in your in your community and how that how it differentiates from others out there well it's Because
1: we're freestanding and our focus is those only with uh, uh, dementia um, or memory loss, we are, um, it starts right from the architectural standpoint. So when they're building uh, a building, they're looking at what is going to be the best format for people of varying types of dementia to navigate in that environment. So, our our building is built like an H with a circle in the middle, and we have 64 suites. And each of the legs of the H are what we call a different neighborhood, and they're, they have a little bit of different design in each one. Um, so it's almost like if you go from one to the other, you're going to a different town or um, city. And it's really cool um, because then, then people feel like if they do move about the building, which they have free, free ability to do that, then they have um, they have a sense of going places, which is really good for for people who um, may feel confined. We are a secured building. We are sitting on. A large piece of acreage So 4.5 acres With a very large Gated um, backyard And so that Gives people an opportunity To be outside To enjoy the weather To play games To have activities To um, eat To have picnics and barbecues um, And just go for walks Because we have very nice Walking paths that being said, when we talk about intentional design and decor, again, each, each neighborhood is designed a little bit differently, and overall, the design has been done in a way that is on the cutting edge of what is most appropriate for those that are living with uh, dementia or m- memory loss and Alzheimer's. So the colors are muted. Some of the colors, there's good differences between the the floors, so people can see when a uh, you move from carpet to tile. Some of the things that you don't even think about, uh, from the artwork to the dishes to the silverware to the carpeting to the wall color, all of it addresses the needs that. Are going to be a part of what folks may be having When they're when they're experiencing dementia
0: Okay that's. I think that that is so critically important I know when I was in real estate I used to do a lot of design work And um, took a lot of classes on that And I was shocked at what impacts what You know, from the type of lighting To even, you know, people in the old days Carpet used to roll up the side of the wall And people would walk into the walls Because they didn't know the floor ended and the wall began. And so <laughs> right. having those, having those uh, differentiations are huge. And I remember uh, well, about every artist community I've gone to the, the beautiful um, dishware that you have and the table settings. And so they're distinct and you can see the plates and you can see the food that's on them and uh, the edging and, and the design of just furniture for ease of getting in and out of. And uh, it's, it, it, it truly, truly is amazing, and I think more um, more families need to be educated on that. And again, not every community does that. Um, there's a lot of, you know, what I think a lot of families would say is cookie cutter, you know, buildings out there that well, this guy did it, so we're just going to build it over here. But no, you know, if you're not educated as to why it's being built the way it is, or why you have the services that you have, and the the techniques and the tools, it you know, it, it loses a lot when that knowledge isn't there. When staff don't know that, and and um, and I think families underappreciate things too because they don't know the value of those whys right. and the importance of it. So, I, yeah, I think they see the beautiful
1: are, building, and they you know, and that's a wonderful. But they the intention behind all of it is very specific.
0: Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, who exactly are your residents? You know, in, in what what kind of stage um, where are you in? I mean, and I know people use all different kinds of of words and stages to to describe that, but but do your best at trying to tell us who your who your ideal clients are.
1: Okay. Well, I think we can appropriately care for folks that are experiencing early stage. If there are some um, potential, I, I hate to use the word behaviors, or things that are not fitting in well at the at their own home or if there is no one to care for them, we have a beautiful environment to care for those that are really on the, the early stages, as well as folks that may be further into their journey of dementia. And so we really do um, care for the people uh, across the spectrum. We are excited to um, welcome, welcome all, all levels and um, care for people through end of life when we can.
0: Okay. Wonderful. And when you talk about, you know, behaviors is such a typical term, I think, that everybody uses out there, and yet um, I know artists works really hard at at trying to kind of shift terminology, in terms right. of you know instead of calling it a behavior, calling it a reaction, and using it as a signal or a clue that something else is wrong in life. And, right, you know, kind of and it's our job to figure
1: out what that is. Exactly, And as, exactly. as a staff and as a, a
0: caregiving
1: or care partners, to determine. Okay, so what what is it that we're we're not getting? Let's dig down what is the root cause of this so we can help alleviate it and uh, uh, help that person move forward.
0: Exactly. And I think, again, that's something when you communicate that and explain that to families, I mean, when you have that philosophy, it just changes everything <laughs> in terms of how you're looking at something. It goes from a kind of a blame and a shame to a, an empowerment thing of how do we fix this? How do we work together? How do we make it better um, yes. for this person? Which I, which yeah, I truly It goes through. right back.
1: Exactly. It goes right back to our mission, you mm-hmm. know, the artist way.
0: Yeah. Well, in speaking of the artist way, I want to uh, c- pull in uh, Molly here next since she is the director of experience there. So Molly, um, for you, I want you to explain what the heck is The artist Way? What does that, what does that mean um, in everyday so, life? So,
2: you know, thank you, Lori. Let me tell you that it's, um, it's actually really fun for me to explain because artist is my core values of who I am. So people have asked me, what, what is art? Artist or artist? Like, what is that? Where are they from? I said, well, what's really interesting is that ARTIS is actually an acronym. And the acronym reflects our values, not only as uh, the community, but as the company culture. So the A in ARTIS stands for the ability to have a voice. And that goes for our residents. It goes for our family members, the loved ones, and it goes for our associates as well. And it's having a voice in what do you like to do, what do you want to wear today, what kind of vending machine should we get in the employee break room. Everybody has an equal voice and the ability to be heard. Um, The R in artist stands for respecting and maintaining relationships. Uh, We really value the residents' relationships with their family members, their loved ones, and we want to help them keep those relationships uh, one of the things that um, has been a struggle with COVID is the in-person visits, as we know. Uh, it's been all over the media. And we have to worry, or not worry, we have to work diligently to keep those relationships maintained. Um, mm-hmm. And we do these things with technology. Uh, I won't get, it's just a lot to say. That's, I could talk about that for just an hour myself. Um, uh, but uh, we want to uh, respect the current relationships that we want them to maintain, and with our uh, staff as well. The T, so A-R-T, uh, stands for treasuring each individual's uniqueness, and truly not just the residents, but the, our staff as well, that we are all different. We all have different experiences that we bring. We can all learn from each other. We have a lot to offer as individuals. And the I stands my favorites because it's the shortest one. I stands for integrity. Uh, artist is very um, passionate about integrity, and as well as I am. And I like to tell people, if you want to know what integrity is, it's how you behave when no one is looking, <laughs> and that <laughs> will tell you what your moral compass registers. And then, so the Ask an artist is about success and recognition, and we want to celebrate those successes. Again, not only just about the resident successes, but it's also about our employee successes. Um the rewards sometimes are just getting a smile out of somebody who was maybe having a rough morning or um getting uh you know a staff to to laugh at a joke or um just sharing with each other and uh, recognizing our success is big or small
0: mhm well I so love, that's artists.
2: I've... I told you I could talk a long time. <laughs>
0: Well, no, and I I get it, and I you know when people ask me too about artists, you know it's like well I don't I don't get the name, but when you say what the acronym stands for, I mean it is really relationship based on all levels, and I and I love the inclusion and the acceptance and you know just uh, the the recognition too of everyone. Um, I think that is so very, very important. We talk so much these days. We use words like person-centered care, and um, to me, I, I don't care for that phrase because I think it's overused and under-delivered. But you I know, agree. I've had the opportunity to travel around the country to different um, artists in senior living, and I've been amazed at you know the the team philosophy, the cohesiveness, the the kindness and appreciation. Um, of the residents. It really feels more like a family setting um, than a community. I mean, everyone is so, so gracious. And I, you know, I, I don't feel like it's staged. I feel like that's just the authentic way of of the community itself. And, and to me, that's that's huge. That's a huge, huge differentiator. Um, how is artists managing kind of the resident and the family relationships to, during COVID-19? Because this is uh, this is a tough one, and I know many are are struggling with that. But it's been fun to see all of the unique ways that that people are connecting as well.
2: It is and 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 challenging, and some you know it's hard to explain to somebody who it might be in early to mid stage dementia about social distancing. Um, so really, what we do is the best that we can um Artis has some pretty rigorous protocols because they want to keep the residents and staff safe um our people who want to move in we've had our first you know we've had we've had we've opened our doors now so mm-hmm. when somebody moves in we actually um will receive their belongings uh two to three days before they move in and we actually have a uh a special filter that we use for 24 hours that would take care of if there's any active virus. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we do have our residents or p- the potential resident. we have them test for COVID, make sure mm-hmm. that they test negative. We are testing our staff for COVID to make sure they're, they're testing negative. Uh, we have a lot of the protective equipment in place, uh, wearing gloves, masks, uh, goggles, Um, gowns if needed, and, you know, that's the medical part. But we also want to nurture the relationship part. And we're doing phone calls with families, lots of uh, phone calls. Uh, FaceTime has been, I don't know about anybody else, but I am very grateful for FaceTime and I'm also grateful for Zoom. Uh, These are two things that I really didn't expect to become in my wheelhouse, and they have. <laughs> so we we uh, we're using technology uh, as much as we can to maximize our connections with the families and loved ones. So again, with the FaceTime and the Zoom, we we have implemented Zoom visits with uh, doctors, and that's working out really well. And we have done a lot of emails, a lot of taking pictures, and window visits. Uh, we're watching the governor uh, to we're watching real closely to see what recommendations are uh, for visitations and loosening up um, those visits but we have to also keep our current residents and and staff safe.
0: Yeah yeah and and I think people you know as much as it's difficult. And I've had, I've had a couple of friends who are, are going through this with their own parents and they're just saying, you know, it's such a relief, Like when they get that window visitor, when they can do a zoom or a FaceTime or hear their voice, or they just get a picture sent and they like, it just changes their whole day because they, they worry yeah. about them. Even when they think they're not worried about them, it's just this unconscious heaviness, you know, in the background. And so it's, it's important to, you know, for communities to really embrace um, and and help feed and maintain those connections as as much as possible. Now, another, I think, differentiating feature of artists is their commitment to employee engagement and morale. And, you know, again, I can say from traveling around the country, I see that as one of the the biggest holes (laughs) in companies that they're struggling Mm -hmm. with. Right now, is trying to, you know, um, A, have enough staff, and then B, um, keep the morale up, keep people engaged, and uh, so that they want to stick around. So, how the heck are you guys doing that?
2: So, I'm just going to tell you, there is no secret recipe to it, um, but maybe there is a little bit. Um, so, just to give an overall idea about my position exactly. I have a very unique position, uh, my position at artists, so the director of the Artist Way Experience, which is kind of a full mouth when you say it, and people say, "Well, what does that mean?" And I say, well i'm going to tell you that I'm here to help families navigate the whole process, and I'm here as a resource I'm here as a liaison, I happen to be a licensed social worker but That's not, I wasn't required to be a social worker for this role. It's just kind of a perk. Um, So I'm helping the families, the residents, the the loved ones, and navigate the whole senior housing piece and the memory care piece because it's always an adjustment for everybody. Mm -hmm. But the other side of my job responsibility is the employee engagement and morale. I look at myself as a culture keeper, and I've been in this industry, we'll just say, Two plus decades, and I've seen the toxic environments. And everybody, you know, the grass is always greener. That grass isn't greener. And artist was very attractive because of the fact that my position even exists, my position is not required by law in any state in the United States. And the art that artist foresees it being such a critical position just made me know that this is the company that does business the way that. Um, I would want to do business that matches my morals and my values. So they start off not only by having somebody who spearheads engagement, but it starts with the it starts off with a hiring process, really. And no matter what department is hiring, I am I am a partner with that department director as far as all of the interviews go, because I want to make sure that the potential employee is in it for the right reason and. You, I just somehow know when somebody has the heart and uh, it is a calling to work with dementia people. And um, so we started with the interview process and then we started during orientation from day one. We just we talk about the expectations and we talk about the critical part of communication and why are we here. And we talk to our staff. You, we want to hire like-minded people. And so it's been very interesting for me to watch um, our just amazing, stellar employees refer only the people they think could do as good of a job as they do. Um, mm-hmm. I've had I've had staff say that you know you know I've got good friends, but I'm not going to put my, my I'm not going to stamp my name on them. Um, and others super excited to to recruit employees like themselves. Uh, I think that setting up that culture right away. Is just only setting us up for success. We do a lot of uh, training, ongoing training, a lot of support. Um, we have a very robust employee assistance program. That's a perk of being an employee with Artists. That uh, we do a really intense training on. You know, usually when someone starts in healthcare, the you might get a little uh, piece of paper from HR when you're doing your paperwork that says, "Oh, here, is our EAP information." We actually do a 40-minute presentation on our employee assistance program because we want our staff to know we are here for them, we are here to support them, and that this is a perk for them.
0: Wow. Well, and I, I like that you, um, you're kind of overseeing some of that or, or part of, I should say, you don't want to take yes. any, anything away from other department heads, the, the hiring process because you have kind of, you have your 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 ear and your your hands on the pulse of the company culture, and if you can defer, you know, uh, read something out that might be a toxic fit in the long haul, and not not align. Because I've seen so many companies that will keep a toxic employee, and then all their good ones leave. And you yes. know, it's amazing how much that happens. And that's not just in healthcare; that's all over. That's everywhere, just, right? There's the fear of, of letting somebody go, and are you going to get sued, and all of that stuff. So, being smart on the front end, I think, is is very very important. Plus, it's such a big differentiator. Once again, in terms of those people who are applying, um, they're going to see that difference. They're going to feel that difference. Um, just like just like you have, and so many others, um, you know, within the company, because it, it isn't a common denominator out there even though we'd like to think that it is um, and that, that people you know are thought to believe that it is and uh, so I, yeah I, like I said I've just been really uh, very very impressed with with the company as a whole and how they work and treat um, not only the residents but the family and the staff I mean it truly has this this team or this extended family uh, feel I I call it personally uh, um, family by choice where everyone yes. is in it, to, in it together you know and they get to pick their family and that's a that's a really really big um, big decision to make anything else that you wanted to add that I didn't uh, that I didn't cover um, regarding regarding your position and, and the artist way and what it would mean to our audience. Well, just
2: one more thing. The, the piece that's really big here is we also have what's called um, a positive partner of the month program, and some other mm-hmm. um, areas you might hear employee of the month. But mm-hmm. that just so uh, reminds me to talk about. Uh, I'll, I'll try to make it quick because I can be long-winded. How artists even have we even have our own language, and mm-hmm. um, you know things like our our care partners. In other areas, you'll hear them be referred to as home health aides or CNAs or caregivers. And we truly, like very thoughtfully, their title is care partner because they are partners in this care journey for the resident with the nursing department, with the families, with the other caregivers outside, if it's a family member or a loved one. We're all here together. And like I said, artists have their own language, even down to the title that everybody has um, there's a lot of meaning and a lot of thought that went into it um, and I do want to say that we are recruiting people um for artists that have to have the calling and the heart, but I always like to say if you love what you if you 're doing what you love you don 't work a day in your life, and that 's how mm-hmm. I can speak for our whole team here. We all feel that way it 's amazing it 's an amazing place
0: now when you when you talk about you know a person who um likes doing this? What if it's somebody who is new, you know, and they, they, haven't, they haven't walked in this, but they just feel that it's a calling? I would imagine you're open to new people or maybe even someone who's, you know, retired or working, you know, part time that's doing a, a shift. They're just reevaluating what they want to do with their life and how they want to do it. Um, I would imagine you're open to those parties as well
2: wide open, Lori. You know what? You can teach policies, you can teach procedures, you can teach tasks, but you can't teach heart. And Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to tell you that we've interviewed staff or potential employees who've had decades of experience that I know didn't have the heart, and we pass on them as candidates. And especially Mm -hmm. in this time of um, challenges with with staffing, um, we have said no to several people. But I will give the. I recruited somebody who worked at a fast food restaurant because she Mm -hmm. had such amazing heart and people skills that I just knew she'd be successful. So, no, Mm -hmm. you do not have to have experience. If you have the gift of heart and the calling and the passion to serve seniors that suffer from dementia, seriously, give us a call.
0: Yeah, well, and sometimes I mean, because the slate is clean. Sometimes when you get people from other companies too, they well, we always did it this way, <laughs> you know. So mm-hmm. sometimes it's it's easier to to train somebody fresh as well too, if right. they're if if they're not looking for something new, if they're just looking for another job because that's what they've always always done. And and it's funny in all industries. So there's a lot of people just looking for that job that they have. You know, just like what they had, and um, yeah. the the company here is different, and it's different for a reason. And I think that that's a exactly. Very important factor. exactly
2: exactly yeah. we we're not looking for just a warm body. We we are we are actively getting people who are engaged and want to do things the right way.
0: Wonderful. Well, thank you, Molly. I'm going to hop over Thanks. to Janessa and um, got a few questions for her. So, Janetha, um, now you're in charge of, of health and wellness. Um, what what are you doing to keep? Um, I'm sorry. What are you doing to keep the residents, um, I guess, safe and and healthy, um, especially during this this time of COVID? Are you doing things differently as well? I know Molly had mentioned a few things.
3: Well, and it can definitely tell Molly and I work together because we have a lot of the same answers. Mm -hmm. Um, So during the time of COVID, all of our residents do get their temperatures checked every shift, more if they're just kind of not acting like themselves. Our staff get their temperature checked every morning and fill out a questionnaire just to make sure we're not bringing anything in. And then the residents also, um, it's a temperature check every morning. You know, it, the upside of it is it does help us catch any signs of, you know, illness faster. So maybe that early sign of a UTI. So I think we should look at it. Yes, COVID is, it needs to kind of teeter out now, but at least we can try and catch things early.
0: Yeah, can you for some of our audience members they might not know what a UTI is, and oh, and yeah. I I have no idea what the impact of a, of a UTI is, and until so my mom got one and it was like oh it can't be that, and it was like sure as heck it was. So maybe tell them what it is, and then some of the some of the effects that it can have that wouldn't maybe have on the rest of us.
3: Absolutely. So a UTI is what we what most of us would know as a bladder infection. Um, And the reason why we want to try and catch that early and watch very closely for that is as we age, we don't necessarily have the same signs or symptoms. And the biggest thing that it can cause is it can cause a low-grade temp, um, and then it can also cause a lot of confusion. It can kind of cause falls. It can cause dehydration. So... The reason I'm going to say it helps us to maybe catch that a little early is
0: bladder. Oh, are you still there? Can you hear me. Nessa, no. are you there? Uh, okay, I think you're back. You're kind of crackling out there. Are you still Technology. there? Technology. Yep, at its yes. finest and at its worst, it all shows. So, <laughs> but life must go on. So <laughs> let's just continue here. Can you hear me? Uh, Yep, I can hear you. Okay.
3: Where was the last part you heard?
0: (laughs) Um, So, why don't you just start explaining what the (laughs) UTI is? Because it was right about there. It just kind of went in and out and all over the board.
3: Well, I apologize for that. So, a UTI is what we more commonly know as a bladder infection. And while they're uncomfortable, For for you and I, they affect our our seniors a little bit different. They cause um, more confusion. They can cause dehydration. They can just make somebody very tired, not feel well, all of which can kind of start a change in someone. So the sooner we can catch it, the sooner we can take care of it, the more we can prevent it, the safer and um, the happier our seniors and our residents can be.
0: Oh, for sure. I remember when my mom had one and I thought they were um, overdosing her on her medications because, I mean, she couldn't hold her head up. Her eyes were rolling back in her head and they're like, oh, it's probably a UTI. And I was like, no way. Is that a UTI? And they like, Lord, we're pretty sure it is because we know we haven't been over-medicating her. Sure as heck. And I, I mean, I've heard so many bizarre things in terms of people's reactions, in terms of If they know who somebody is or if they're feeling threatened, Um, it just the list kind of goes on and on and on. So families really need to, you know, listen up and pay attention um, if if there's uh, changes in in a person's reaction and really notify um, the the nursing department there and the staff uh, because you want to you want to hit that off um, before it goes goes too far. Yeah, something we, so
3: common can be so scary.
0: Yeah, yeah. I just never imagined. I mean, I really thought they were lying to me and trying to cover up. I mean, that was my initial reaction. It was just like, that, that, that's impossible. That's because I'm thinking that's not how it affects me at all. You know, nothing like that. So, um, but yeah, it is different, and it is important um, that that people understand that and know that, and, and that is. Um, so important especially for staff in a community to to understand and be able to look for for signs like that uh before things get out of hand as well um what what makes artists uh or the cure at artists different you know um probably worked at other places and what are you seeing that's different
3: it as molly said it starts with that interview process um Again, as Molly said, we can teach how to do something. I can't teach the heart. I can't teach you to have a passion for it. Um, but so once we find that right fit for our our care partners and our nurses, then it's a very it's a very in depth training that they go through. And it's not just the rules and the regulations and the stuff that we have to teach. It's how to teach that so that we can truly tailor a a resident's service plan, which tells um, the staff how to care for somebody, to their true individual likes, dislikes. You know, heck, if you put me in a dress, I'm not going to be very happy with you. So that Mm -hmm. would be included in there. Um, our goal with artists really is we don't want to tell our residents no. We want to say yes, if at all possible. So if it's 20 degrees out and we have a resident that really wants to go outside, we are going to bundle them up. We're going to bundle us up and we're going to take them outside. Mm -hmm. We want to see that smile. We want the resident to feel that sense of accomplishment. Hey, I did that. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, no matter how big or how small that is, we really, everything is set up and tailored to help that resident succeed.
0: Well, that's wonderful. Um, now, do you see any differences in terms of how, um, how artists communicate with family? Cause I know, you know, family's been mentioned as part of this team and, you know, sometimes I think families can feel left out. You know, the, be talked to and learn what's going on. Maybe at a at a quarterly review or something. Um, do you see any differences in terms of how how artists, um wants to and is communicating with family?
3: Absolutely.
0: Um,
3: we have empowered every nurse, every care partner to call a family member with a with good news, not just bad news. Um, so. You know, if we have a resident who's having a great day and they've been able to to do something that they've been trying to and maybe struggled with, we're gonna call that family and just say, "I just wanted to let you know your loved one is having a great day. They were able to you know get that puzzle together that they've been working on. Mm-hmm. Um, so we want to make sure that the family is just as involved as they want to be and maybe they just can't take care of their loved one or you know let's face it you, you need to work so we have it's um, we will email also we'll kind of just communicate however it's easiest and more most convenient for the family mm-hmm. but the goal is definitely that they don't just hear bad things or you know mm-hmm. the problems or the declines they, they're going to hear all the good things too
0: see and I think that's so critical. I have that, uh, the program I have family by choice really talks about that and and the importance because, you know, I was on that other end and it's like when you see the phone ring and it's the community and your heart drops instead of thinking, Mm -hmm. Oh, it could be something good, you know, um, or getting those, those joyful messages or a video or a picture or whatever it is. Those are things families go back and they look at more than once, they share with other people, um, they're proud, it can, it can shift their whole day, um, versus, you know, we gave the wrong man, somebody fell, somebody got hurt, you know, all of those things, it's, it's just, uh, it doesn't build that, that positive trust level that you need if you're all going to work together. So I'm so, so glad to hear that. So thank you so much uh, for your time. Uh, Janessa, appreciate it. Uh, Ruth, I'm going to go back to you and I just want to pull you in cause we haven't heard from you for a while. Anything that you want to add to what uh, Molly and Janessa have said, or maybe there's things you thought of for yourself that you would have liked to have commented on.
1: Yeah. Um, one of the things that we like to do too—it um, starts from from the very beginning. It happens with uh, the leadership, with our staff, and with our residents. We do what's called a partnership profile, and it's a couple of pages. It's pretty lengthy, but what it is, what it is is each of us has an opportunity to put down who we are, what we love, what we. Um, our favorite food, our favorite activities, what are, you know, if we love to read or if we love to dance or whatever it might be, what our interests are, what our careers have been. And every one of our residents, um, their families or themselves, will be filling that out. And that way we can also really cater to the individual and surprise them with uh, their favorite food. And you you just see them light up, and you're like, I love this. And um, or just learning what their activity. Maybe somebody's, a, you know, a professional artist. We want to take advantage of that. If they've been teaching their whole life, they may still be able to not only paint but teach. And yep. so we want to use their um, use their talents and their experience to. Continue for all of us to grow because we never stop growing and we're never going to stop being curious. Um, and that's really part of our philosophy, which is understanding the person, you know, really getting uh, a deep understanding and then being able to um, talk with them and address them from the things that are meaningful to them. And that in itself, I think, is a game changer.
0: Yeah, I I love how you um, do that with leveraging talents and likes and their favorites. I, that's just so important. That makes anybody feel valued at any level. And uh, you know, the things that that artists are is doing, um, you know, these basic concepts are good for all of life, not just memory care, but they're exceptionally important in memory care when, mm-hmm. um, you know, the ability to communicate might not be as easy as it once was. And so knowing those details is, is very, very important. Well, I thank you for that yeah. addition. Um, Molly, You're how welcome. about you? Mm-hmm. Oh, go ahead, Ruth. I was just
1: going to say quick, quick in here. Um, the other day we were having someone moving in, and I had read her profile, and I happened to realize that she loved um, Pringles and a certain kind of Pringles and vanilla wafers. So before she moved in, we made sure that we had vanilla wafers and Pringles um, ready for her in her in her suite. Mm-hmm. And the son came and was dropping off some things uh, before she moved in, and he had Pringles.
0: We lost her, I think. Ruth, you still there? I'm not sure what happened there. Molly, are you there? I am. Can you hear me? I can hear you. I don't know what happened to Ruth, but we lost her there for a second. Maybe she'll pop back in. So, can you hear was, me now? Yeah, there hear, she is. Oh, we're back. Oh, Ruth. I wonder what okay. that is. Okay, I don't know. briefly,
1: he was aware that. I mean, he hadn't been aware that I had also purchased those food items for her, and he was like, how did you know? (laughs) Mm -hmm. I said, oh, we have ways. (laughs) But he was so touched that we had her favorite snacks.
0: Yeah, well, that just means a lot. It just says you get my person, you know them, you care enough. And that is just such a huge thing from a, you know, for a family to feel that, I, I can't even put it into words. Because it really, yeah. truly is one of those priceless things in life that mm-hmm. uh, you, you don't, you don't even know you value stuff like that sometimes until it happens, because it's stuff yeah. you just kind of take for granted, and uh, yeah, really, really important. So great story. Thank you for sharing that, uh, Molly. How about you? Was there anything else that you wanted to add?
2: Well, I just kind of wanted to piggyback on what Ruth was talking about, where. it's not so like, oh, she likes Pringles, we'll buy Pringles. We actually get together as a team, and we say, Mm -hmm. what is going to speak to this person that we want them to know how much we care? And, you know, um, one lady, it wasn't even the, and this is where we need you just pay attention and you listen. It wasn't on the profile, but the husband had shared with us that, oh, you need to make sure she has her earrings in every day. Otherwise, Mm -hmm. she's going to have a really bad day. And he didn't write that down anywhere, but we listened. And so as a team, hey, let's make sure she has extra earrings. Let's make sure she has some nice new earrings. And so when she moved in, she had beautiful, all these new earrings that she could wear and and, and enjoy. And you know, the, uh, another person moved, like we just thought, oh, they like nature. Well, guess mm-hmm. what? Uh, Jana, our marketing director, and Ruth ran out and bought her a nature book, like a beautiful coffee table nature book, as a welcome gift. And mm-hmm. it's become a point of conversation. So, again, just piggybacking on Ruth and how, you know, you, you, Lori, I'm with you. Person centered care sounds like it's just a tagline that people throw out, and I'm not sure they um, follow it. But I can tell you with artists, it is all about the person, it is all individual. We treat humans, um, We do human care. We don't do dementia care.
0: Mm -hmm. Love that. Absolutely love that. Um, Janessa, how about you? Anything else that you would like to add in? Just along the same lines.
3: um, Can you hear me?
0: Yep, yep, I can. (laughs) Okay. So along
3: the same lines, as our Director of Life Enrichment is trying to set up the, the calendar of of things to occur, so the programming, she's taking into account each resident's likes, and we're trying to build that in. Um, so, you know, it's not your your same old, same old. It's, we really want to be able to try and have those programs that they enjoy, that our resident enjoyed, um, that they want to participate in.
0: Mm-hmm. So.
3: That partnership profile holds a lot of information and is used by our entire team.
0: That's wonderful. Uh, That is absolutely fantastic. So, thank you for for adding that. And I want to thank all three of you ladies for joining uh, me on the show today. I I just, you know, this jazzes me up because I don't think we talk about the good stuff and the meaningful stuff um, regarding uh, community living a lot of times and the benefits to it. And, you know, one of the additional benefits, I think, when you have a loved one in a community that really gets your person who appreciates them, who's there to try to cater uh, to their needs, keep them calm, keep them happy, keep them engaged, you know, it'll, it allows us as, as care partners to be who we are at our core, you know, if we're a husband, a wife, a son, a daughter, a friend. We don't have to worry so much about all the other levels and all the what ifs. We can just get back to our core relationships. And I think sometimes people forget when they're giving care um, some of the things that they've lost because they haven't allowed others in to assist them yeah. who really specialize in this. And, and that's a, a really critical, critical piece. Now, if people would like to um, get a hold of you um, Ruth, I've got your website as artistseniorliving.com. Now, that's the main website for all the, the artist communities in the nation. And from there, right. um, they can, they can uh, click on communities, and they'll be able to see Minnesota and click on that. Or, you know, if you're in another that area, correct? Um, you yep. can go anywhere there. Um, but I have your email that they can uh, contact you directly if you're interested in the Woodbury, Minnesota location artist senior living, and that is for Ruth R H J E L M. Is in Mary G R E N at artist, and that's A R T I S, and then M G M T dot com. And their phone number is six five one four nine three. Two eight four zero. That's six five one four nine three two eight four zero. And you guys are also on Facebook and I would imagine different social media platforms like the rest of the world. Is that correct, Ruth?
1: Yes. Um, Artists of Woodbury. You can look for us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and that's what I know.
0: Okay. <laughs> Well, and one of the other things that I would like to just state, just because, uh, you know, for me, I'm a speaker, um, but one of the things that I've really appreciated with artists is, and this is very rare, and I don't think people understand um, how rare this is, but this company actually pulls in professional speakers on a monthly basis to provide education and support for their families. And not very many companies go to, to that extreme. You know, they'll tap into local communities and things. But um, this company pulls people in from all over the place. And that is a huge, to me, differentiator, um, not just because, you know, I, then I get an opportunity to speak. It, it really isn't coming from that angle. It's coming from the angle of a daughter who had a mother who lived in a community and how much I would have appreciated that, how much I would have valued that, how much it would have pulled me in um, to be even more of their community and to, to educate me on what to expect and how I can be better and to understand everybody's roles. And Absolutely. Um, you we know, try to
1: outreach to. Oh, I'm sorry. I was just going to say we outreach to the greater community because we want to be a resource to families at any stage of um, their loved one's illness um, or journey on dementia. So if they're not even at a point where they would need any kind of um, care, how can we be of service to folks that are just beginning to experience it and, and give them You know, resources and information they can really use even when they're still home.
0: Exactly. And that's wonderful. And I know in September, you guys are going to be starting a memory cafe as well and things. So um, look out for artists. They're doing wonderful things. You know, get a tour, give them a call, uh, chat, learn ahead of time what is available to you because it is amazing the differences. And with that, we're going to go ahead and close out. Again, thank you, ladies, for your time today. Thank you. Thank you you for the opportunity. Thank you. And you can always go to alzheimerspeaks.com. That's our main website for more information. Uh, We're way more than just the radio show. We have dementia chats, which are videos where I facilitate a conversation with people with dementia, and they tell us what they want and more. Have a blessed week, everyone. Bye now.